submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. This is the Southern Spectre Podcast. All you 90s kids out there, you should all recognize that most familiar sound. That is, of course, the opening intro to Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I am your host, Isaiah, the Southern Spectre. And with me, as always, is Lexi, a.k.a. the Southern Skeptic. Lexi, how are you today? I'm doing okay. How are you today? I am doing fantastic. Um, so what we're going to do today, guys, we're going to do things a little bit different because I actually noticed last week uh, that uh, St. Patrick's Day is just a few days away. And right so I thought it, that's right. And so I thought it would be a really cool idea to I mean, everybody's talked about the leprechauns and uh you know, I think I actually even covered some of the Irish folktales maybe last year. So what I thought I'd do, what we could do this year is actually talk about one of my favorite childhood shows, which is, of course, Are You Afraid of the Dark? And just recently, I happened to watch this episode not too long ago, and I thought I would go back and revisit it. And me and Lexi have both gone back and revisit it now. And so we kind of are going to we're kind of going to dive through this and kind of make our way through the murky waters uh, that is this episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, the Tale of Jake and the Leprechaun. Uh, but before we get started into that, I just want to remind each and every one of you uh, to follow us along on social media. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash the Southern Spectre Podcast. You can find us on Instagram, instagram.com at the Southern Spectre. Uh, we're also on TikTok at the Southern Spectre Podcast. And don't forget to call in um, to our new haunted hotline, which is, of course, 704-666-3017. That number again, 704-666-3017. And I'm going to pose a question. What was your favorite episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? This is probably not going to be the last time we dive into this. <laughs> I um, sure hope not. Absolutely not, because I absolutely loved the show as a kid. Um, but my first question to you, Lexi, is how did you think this episode held up? Not the show. We're not talking about the entire show, but this episode in particular. How do you think it held up? Hmm. Can I just be brutally honest right up front? Absolutely. I hated this episode. It was terrible. <laughs> it was awful. And now I remember why, you know, several episodes of the show really stuck out in my mind as an adult. Um, right. You know, for a long time, you couldn't find it. It wasn't syndicated as much. You couldn't find it streaming for several years. But certain episodes still did stick out in my head. This was never one of them, and now I remember why. Yeah. Um, I remember specifically watching this episode as a kid and I remembered at the time that this one here, it didn't terrify me, um, but it did kind of give me the willies, I guess you could say. Uh, yeah. You know, it kind of, it wasn't, it wasn't too dark because some of these episodes are pretty dark for kid yeah. shows. Um, but I think it, to be honest with you, going back and look at it again, um, 
<laughs> throughout the entire series and runtime runtime of the this show, I don't think we had any top notch acting. Um, <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> and it was all so Canadian, which I, nothing wrong at all. Right. With that. But but when you hear, and especially in this episode, we'll get into it, a couple of the very Canadianisms in the show. <laughs> but, you know, like, honestly, these kids probably did a heck of a lot better job than I would have done as a child actor. But watching it now through an adult lens, you're like, wow. They're really bad. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're really, really bad. Yeah, I, I can I can see that. Um, but yeah, I thought this episode kind of, I think it held its water a little bit more than some of the other ones I've seen. Because some of the other ones that were, that I used to think were like really terrifying as a kid, um, don't hold up as much anymore. Um, but you with say that, Dead Man's Float is one of those that doesn't hold up. We're going to throw hands because that is still... <laughs> You know, is I'll get out and you know it. I actually watched that one uh, after I watched this episode yesterday. Did you? Yeah, I did. And um, going back with it, yeah, I can see, yes, because it has, that was more like a creature feature type episode. Um, and this one is too, to a certain extent. But on the same hand, that one there, I guess there's just something about uh, not knowing what's at the bottom of a pool. You know, thinking that something's lurking in the water, no matter how clear it is. Uh, and that one there, I thought it did a real good job. Uh, the Dead Man's Float, of course, um, that uh, it did a real good job of this. I mean, the monster for that time was pretty out there, especially it's for terrifying. a kid show. Yes, especially for a kid show. Um, but, you know, there wasn't a whole lot of action in the Dead Man's Float until like... Uh, maybe like six or seven minutes left in the show. That's and, true. Uh, yeah. So it wasn't very, it just kind of compacted all the action toward the end of the show. Um, but before we get into this particular episode, my quit, I got another question for you. Um, so I'm assuming that your favorite episode as of right now was dead man's float. Is that uh, correct or something yes it's probably my all-time favorite are you afraid of the dark episode that is not to say that i don't have many many others that come in right under that number one slot right uh, but yeah that's probably my all-time favorite i got sure. you and, and i can definitely see that um that one holds up as well but actually i've got a little clip from mine here and i'm gonna play it and i'm gonna see if you can figure out what it is sorry my lad I didn't mean to scare you. Gonna give it a go, huh? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Why not indeed. It's the most fun in the park when you're laughing. Nothing in the dark. Bebo the Clown. Yes, that is it. Uh, That one. From the episode Laughing in the Dark. That is correct. Um, that one abs- absolutely terrified me as a kid, um, mainly because probably if I had to take a stab here, but probably because of the miniseries It that came on just oh, regular TV yeah. and was mm-hmm. not censored for anybody of that time. Um, <laughs> that but, was a that was a It the original It that yes. was something else. Oh, I definitely think that the. The new adaptation, the first movie, had uh, really gave the old one a run for the money for its money. Yeah, but it the did. second one, not so much. 
Um, the new one, or yeah. first new it, um, you know, production value was of course so much better than the miniseries. Yeah, but um, it was. Ugh. They were all scary. They all scared me. Oh yeah, typical. Um, before we get any further here into Are You Afraid of the Dark, for those who maybe have never seen this show before, uh, this is basically, um, this was teenage programming at its best, and it was basically based around a group of kids who called themselves uh, the Midnight Society. And you could say it was a group of, I'd say, like misfits, um, almost like a um, group of... Uh, almost like a, you know, a, a losers club. If you're taking about, uh, think about it in uh, as far as it goes, but a losers club, and they all kind of got together. Um, I'm assuming at midnight, um, <laughs> and yes. they each week they would get together once a week, and they would have uh, one person from the group tell a story, and uh, the way it. It usually what was going in outside of the group uh, would usually have uh, something to do with the story being told that night. Uh, And so each week we we kind of, you know, on Saturday night, Nickelodeon, we would all tune in and we would watch uh, the Midnight Society and they would tell these horrifying tales. Some were great, some were not so much. And, um, but for the most part, I think they found a pretty good happy medium uh, with these tales, uh, especially for a younger audience. Yeah. Uh, in my opinion, um, I know Goosebumps, the series, came along later on. And I know a lot of people like to compare Goosebumps and Are You Afraid of the Dark? In my opinion, I don't think there's any comparison. Um, I think Are You Afraid of the Dark is a hundred times scarier than any yes. Goosebumps <laughs> episode I've ever seen. However, the scariest Goosebumps okay. I've ever seen is The Werewolf of Fever Swamp. Uh, oh, that I one... thought you were going to go with Night of the Living Dummy. Oh, God, no. Uh, no. <laughs> but uh, that one there, The Werewolf of Fever Swamp, was pretty daggum terrifying. Yeah, it was. Um I liked the Goosebumps ones. I watched those more for entertainment value. I just thought they were fun to watch. Whereas Are You Afraid of the Dark actually did scare me. Yes, I am in agreement with that because, you know, Goosebumps used to come on after school, if I remember correctly. Yeah, during the day. Are You Afraid of the Dark did not. It (laughs) (laughs) It came on... Uh, like I said, late night, what we considered late night at that time or what I considered late night at that time, right. which is about nine 30 on a Saturday night. Um, usually after the show would go off, I found it very hard to go to sleep. So, oh yeah. um, and I think anybody who's ever watched it can, can, uh, can verify that. I mean, now when I say anybody who's watched it, I mean, anybody at that age, um, uh, because these stories were they were just terrifying. And I, like I said, I hope this isn't the last one we do like this because I would love to dive into more of these stories later on. Me too. Um, so this story in particular is of course based around, um, this is an Irish story who is the, the guy in the group that's actually telling this is Eric's story. Now, uh, when they actually, I guess you could say Gary, uh, who is one of the older kids of the group. He is kind of like the unofficial leader of the Midnight Society. If I had to put a face with a leadership role, 
Um, he's one of the more responsible, um, but he's, you could tell he's been in it the longest. And um, I think he's had one of the longest runs as far as any of the other kids go. Um, but apparently this night was supposed to be Frank's night to tell a story. But because of some unusual circumstances, Frank has passed the bag, and we'll get to the bag in a minute, uh, has passed the bag to Eric. Now, Eric uh, begins to tell a story uh, that his grandpa used to tell. And the news is that his grandfather had passed away this week. And so he wanted to honor him by telling um, the story that his grandfather used to tell. Um, he popped up. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I was like, I didn't even take this kid to be Irish until he started using that accent. Oh, was that not <laughs> awful? And I have I have hearing issues sometimes anyway, but I had to turn on the captions to even understand what this kid was saying. Yeah. Like, um, what, are, what are you saying, child? He was talking a little bit too fast. He was. I guess that's what it was. I'm like, what? Or, what are you getting at? And then he had to throw in his little Irish accent, and yeah. it he lost me. And <laughs> me not understand, maybe that is part of the reason why I didn't like the story a whole lot. I didn't like Eric in the beginning, so I just took, I just had that against him the whole time, and I just didn't give his story much of a chance. Maybe I understand. Okay, I can understand that. Um, but with that being said, I didn't really associate Eric too much with the story, even though he was the one telling it. Uh, I didn't really associate him too much with it, but uh, I know he, he makes a comment there at the beginning since his granddad passed and all these stories he used to tell. He said he makes the comment that he likes to uh, his grandfather used to like to tell stories about the pixies. And you see the look on one of the girl's face and she's like, what's a pixie? Like it's you've never, pixie. like you've never heard of a pixie before. Um, <laughs> and then um, he's like, oh, it, it's a it's a common term for for fairy, you know, for the fairy folk, for the fairy to, if folk. You if you don't know what a pixie is, are you going to know what a fairy is? I know. And then they were like, what's a fairy? I'm like, really? You don't know? No, she does not ask what a fairy she is. She doesn't say that. She asked what a leprechaun is. What is yeah, a leprechaun? I'm like, really? what a leprechaun is. I'm like, really? This is the 90s. Y'all seen the leprechaun movies. Come on. You would think. You would think. Um, but they have to set the they have to set the scene. Yeah, so these kids had to play dumb. So the kids were asking what they were talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that was just Hashtag a joke. Canada. Hashtag Canada Mounties. Um, so at the beginning of all this, the the story that we get into. Oh, of course, and, and the bag. Let me talk about the bag for a second. So the bag is is that each member who's telling the story that night, they each get a bag. Now, as a kid, I always thought this was some sort of magical sand, um, because that's what it looks like. It looks like a sandbag. It looks like something that Indiana Jones would carry on his belt. Right. And as before, they get ready to tell the story. Uh, they kind of, you know, build up on what's about to happen. And then they always say, submitted for the approval of the Midnight Society. I call this story. And then they name the story. But before they do, they throw a, a handful of this, quote, magic sand onto the campfire. And the campfire would kind of come alive and kind of, you know, emblazon a little bit. And uh, so this is the tale of Jake and the leprechaun. And he throws the, the, the sand on it. But in actuality, it was coffee creamer. 
Really? Yeah. If you throw, I didn't know that. If you throw coffee creamer on a fire, it will actually ignite it like that. That's good to know. Yeah, Not go try it. Yeah. it that is good to know. Go try it next time. You're, you're yeah, outside okay. on a bonfire and just throw it Get out some there. Coffee yeah. creamer. <laughs> okay, I'll give it a shot. Um, so at the beginning of this story, we're introduced to Jake, uh, of course, who dreams of becoming an actor. And so to start that uh, down that that path, he's landed a role in a local play entitled Will of the Wisp. And this this story, this play is about a leprechaun who protects this normal boy uh, uh, from a goblin by turning the boy into a leprechaun himself. Is that correct? <laughs> Yes, I believe so. That okay, that's, right. that's what that's, the play is about. Yes, and that, I think that's what got me so turned around the first time I tried to watch it recently. I was having trouble keeping up with what is the play? What is, are you afraid of the dark? Like, I was getting confused. But yes, that was, <laughs> I believe, the premise of the play at the community theater. Um, to that effect, I kind of got some questions in here as well, because I don't know, there's not a whole lot of continuity uh, I found, let me put it this way. I found some continuity errors and I'll talk about them when we, when we get to them. Uh, but I will say this, this play, whoever designed the set pieces for this play is freaking outstanding. I love the I way this play looked on stage. Well, it was that girl, Lucy. It was the stage manager. Now, was she the stage manager or was she, uh, Aaron, uh, was well, that his, no, like, I think uh, Lucy assistant? was everything. Yeah, might have been. She was everything. She put together the set pieces. She she did everything. Okay, you you might be right, but I mean, telling you what, Lucy's got it going on because she She had the the set design on this play was phenomenal. It's got that old school, uh, almost like a sleepy hollow type vibe going on with it, where you see the moon and the trees and everything. It was it was really beautiful, to be honest with you. Um, Now, at first, when you saw it, though, when it switches from the campfire scene with the kids of Are You Afraid of the Or the Midnight Society, when it first switches to the story and you see these set pieces, you're like, wow, I knew this show was low budget, but I didn't know it was that bad. (laughs) And then you realize it's a a show show within a show. I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. Right. Um, so this is of course where we are introduced, like I said, to, um, to Jake. And then we get our first look at Aaron. Now in this scene here, this quote unquote goblin, this gentleman who is dressed up as a goblin is trying to get a hold of Jake's character. Now I don't recall if it's ever mentioned of what Jake's character's name is in the play. Um, but I feel like they did say it, but I can't remember what it is now. I can't either. Um, it seems like I would have wrote that down. Um, so anyway, the goblin's trying to get Jake's character and then along comes a leprechaun or a guy who's playing a leprechaun who is played by Aaron. Now, Aaron is the, the brain. I mean, I guess this is, he's, he's the whole, brains behind this operation of the play and the story and i guess he's producing it i guess he's doing it all other than lucy lucy's doing everything right (laughs) so um yeah this guy's something else yeah say the least oh yeah so he aaron is um 
he's the one that he wrote and directed this play and he plays the leprechaun in the play and we see them rehearsing at the beginning and uh jake being the newcomer he says his line and begins to act and he falls flat on his face yeah <laughs> and uh, sorry and so sorry <laughs> sorry <laughs> that caught um, me right off the bat yeah um, now I do have a question with this um, because at first I was I was thinking that when you first see Jake you see that he has a little bit of I'm assuming it's makeup he has almost like a dirty face yeah it's very you have to kind of pay it like a it looks like a darker skin tone. Um, but I think it's supposed to be like a dirty face because when you see him outside of the play, not rehearsing, not in the auditorium, he's got a clean face. Like he's, it's not there anymore. Right. He had some kind of stage makeup on or something. Yeah. That's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking it is. Um, so they cut after the scene, you know, they cut the scene after Jake falls on his face. And then um, Aaron, who wrote and directed and produced all this, the whole thing, he's sitting up there and he's like, Lucy, Lucy, bring me my tea, Lucy. Yeah, yes, yes, Lucy, Lucy. Da, 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 da. Yes, that's it. That's the stuff. Da, 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 da. And then the next thing you know, Jake, is he goes over to Lucy, being intrigued by whatever it is that... Uh, uh, that Aaron is drinking, he asks Lucy, Lucy, what's that drink that Aaron's always drinking? Oh, it's his own personal recipe uh, for herbal tea. And so he kind of inquires about it, and she is nice enough to give away the man's secret recipe for this tea. Um, and she gives Jake a copy of it and says, good luck finding the recipe, uh, good, good luck finding the ingredients. Um, right. But she does tell him that Aaron believes that the herbal tea actually helps his creativity. So that's why Jake wants a piece of this because, you know, he wants the tea because he he's trying to do his best at this, at this play because he really wants to make it as an actor. So he gets this list of ingredients and he, after he gets the list, he heads, I'm assuming same day he heads to, a bit of a what, what would you call it like a like a garden or a greenhouse a nursery a nursery yeah that's a good I that's guess. a good name yeah and so this is where we meet Sean um what Sean O'Shaney yeah Sean O'Shaney that's the name um and uh, I actually re- I don't I don't know the actor's name who plays Sean in this show but I um he I, re- I recall he played um me was it Migosh from Willow the movie Willow. Yeah, he had he curly hair. Like, like he'd been in some other things. He really did look familiar, yeah. but I couldn't place him. Um, out of everybody acting in this, I definitely say he had the most chops. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I, um, I really do like his character. Um, and for those of you listening at home, those of you who may have never seen this episode, he is, of course, a little person. And I, even though he is a little person, uh, he is most definitely, anytime he's on screen, He's the biggest presence there on the screen. He, uh, 
you know, uh, to put it into perspective, he's a lot like Peter Dinklage. When Peter Dinklage is on screen, he's owning the screen. So yeah, that's uh, who you're paying attention to. Exactly, and and the same same goes for uh, this gentleman here. Um, I think he did a wonderful job as far as what his role was, uh, and uh, so yeah, we're introduced to him. Jake, you know, inquires about his ingredients, and immediately he pisses. Sean. Oh, he is so upset. <laughs> I was like, like bluebells. <laughs> <laughs> what else was it? Bluebells. Foxglove. Uh, uh, fo- uh, fox <laughs> yeah. And there's something else I can't Ragweed. remember. Ragweed. <laughs> okay, but it was whatever it was just really rubbed him the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, it really pissed him off. And he was just like, and, he's. And, and he's Jake seen him is, on his way. Yeah, Jake is oblivious to what he just did. And but Sean is is I know what they're used for. Get the hell out of here! <laughs> yeah, he just, takes it in there on a piece of paper, and then Sean just takes and he just throws the paper in the wind. Oh yeah, he throws it down a few times. He was just like, I don't care if I'm littering. <laughs> um, but one thing I did notice, like when this kid first enters uh, Sean's shop or Sean's nursery. He, like, doesn't even take a moment to look around. He just walks in, hello, is there anyone here? I'm like, dude, yeah. you 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 didn't even walk around yet. Just give it time. You'll, you'll run into somebody eventually. Like, just and go look at some labels on some plants. Like, hello? Yeah, yeah, hello? If you Was can make anybody? it over there to the nursery all on your own and be in this stage production all on your own. We see his parents never in the show. I'm like, yeah. Go look around for your own plants, buddy. Which I absolutely love because I feel like uh, a lot of the time in Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes, anytime the parents are on screen, it really slows it down. Um, it does. Not, not to mention the fact that the way Are You Afraid of the Dark writers have really dumbed down the parents, they are just the most cheesiest. I mean, just <laughs> they're <laughs> horrible. True. They're horrible. They really are. It, yeah, you're right. Jesus. Um, what is that one episode? And I won't get too much into it. I can't remember what it was. And the mom seemed like two or three times she let the little girl wander down to the dock and almost drown. <laughs> oh, I didn't see her leave. I don't Anyway, but that's parents. And are you afraid of the dark for you? That's, yeah, they're horrible. That's their game. They really are. And like the smartest people in these kid shows is, of course, the kids. Of course, the kids, um, as always. So, it's at this point, and it's never really explained. This is part of the continuity errors that I'm talking about. But Sean, when Sean first, before he bitches Jake out, he tells him, oh, you have the glamour. and But he says that, and then later on, Aaron tells Jake that as well. But it's never explained exactly what the glamour is. Or yeah. did I miss that? No, they don't explain it. And yeah. I think it gets brought up again later in the episode and they still don't explain it. Yeah. It, 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 yeah. There's no. So he's been told twice now that he has the glamour, but nobody's explained to him what is that. I think he even asked, well, what is that? But, what you is know. It? And no one Hello? Hello? Sorry. Sorry. It was my glamour. Uh, so, so like I said, he, he gives uh, Sean the, the list of ingredients, and immediately Sean runs him out. Uh, 
now here's the thing we get a kind of after that sequence of that that whole scene we get kind of a point of view i guess scene where we see someone we don't we're not sure who yet but we see someone lighting candles around a picture of jake um and he's he makes mention whoever is speaking uh, you can hear them speaking. He's lighting these candles around this picture of Jake. And he, he's like, you know, he's asking, you know, he, he's rhyming everything, of course. But you, right. hear, he, you hear him ask, you know, he wishes for to finally make the boy mine. So Ooh. and you're like, OK, well, who could this be? Um, so then again, we go back and Jake is once again in rehearsal with Aaron again and after saying his lines and drinking from Aaron's water bag, I guess, what would you call that? The water uh, bag. A water bag, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't have another name for it. That's a all water, I bl- water bladder? I mean. Yeah. Some, didn't they call it something? They did, and I didn't write it down. I can't remember what it is now either. I don't know. It's like a water bladder is what it is, but uh, yeah. it's like an odd-shaped water water bag i don't know yeah, what you want me to i call don't it. remember either um but anyway uh so he aaron tells uh it's supposed to be like part of the show it's part of the 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 whole play that's happening and so aaron tells um jake oh, repeat after me and so they repeat the lines they say the lines and then jake uh says the lines and then aaron throws him the bottle of what we think is water what's actually in it at this point we don't really know but i would have to suggest that it's the herbal tea the tea the magic tea that's what i think it is and so when jake drinks it and repeats his lines back the second time his voice goes really deep <laughs> yeah <laughs> my voice what's going on with my voice and so he's very concerned yes and so his voice, I mean, like this kid hit the puberty wall after taking a Immediately. shot of whatever this was. And uh, so he changed, you know, his voice changes. What's going on? He freaks out. Uh, Aaron tells him here again, he has the glamour. Once again, it, you know, he tells him, he's, ah, you know, I know genius when I see it, boy. You got the glamour. And, you know, he's all Irish and stuff. And, what would you uh, do if someone told you that? That you, like, you have the glamour? I'm like, really? I didn't ask for it. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> oh, Take it back. Re- I know, right? I didn't ask for that shit. Give it, give it back. Take give it, it back. back. Uh, so he freaks out. Aaron's like, you can see Aaron's trying to kind of coax him a little bit, trying to... Uh, not really strong arming, but uh, it's almost, I think it's almost to that point. But uh, all right, so we get that. But then the next scene, we see Jake return back to Sean, Sean O'Shaney, to his nursery O'Shaney. and uh, to inquire about what exactly is going on with him and this play, this weird play. And this is where, you know, Sean immediately, he's like, I know what you're doing here. You get the hell out again. And so <laughs> he tells him, you know, he goes inside, uh, I guess it's like a little hut, little house. I- I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, uh, is maybe, that where he lives? Or maybe what? a weed bar. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Um, behind that. I don't know what you would call this, okay. little, this little hut. And I don't know if you took a note of this okay. and may not have gotten there yet, but do you remember 
remember the part where uh, Sean is all on a huff and he's mad and he's walking away from Jake and he like throws this uh, gate open and shuts it behind him. It's just a gate. There's no fence or anything. Yeah, like he can there's just like literally a bro- walk around it. Yeah. <laughs> there's a breakthrough right there in yeah. the gate. Yeah, and I was like, and he it's slams just it. Like a gate. Yeah. I mean, it was just dramatic flair at that point in time. Yeah, because yeah. he's he's like he's I know exactly what you're doing there, and he slams the gate behind him, and it hits him square in the you know cash and prizes, yeah. and he's like, oh. But it's yeah. like, why didn't you just walk around? I know, like, dude, you could have just walked around. There's a break right there in the fence. So okay, I, mean, I didn't this know if is, I was the only one that noticed that. Or, <laughs> oh, okay. I did. I didn't write okay. it down, but I, I know exactly what you're talking okay, about. Okay, good. <laughs> so I laughed watching so, that. After that, after Sean rails him in the balls, <laughs> Jake, uh, Sean actually goes over to this little hut and he slams the door. Jake comes over there to the door and begins talking with him. And he's kind of pleading with Sean to please just hear me out. I didn't know what I had. Now, this is where it gets really confusing for me. Because a line that Jake actually tells Sean is... What he says, he makes the comment. He says, "You saw what happened. When did Sean see anything that happened? Sean has showing. He hasn't okay. showed him anything at this point. Okay, I was about to say. I hope this isn't too much of a spoiler alert. But <laughs> his ears has nope. His ears have okay. not changed at this okay. point. Okay, okay. Forget what I just said. Yeah." This he says you saw what happened, and I'm like, when did he see anything? This is yeah. the second time you guys meet your meeting, and because remember you pissed him off the first time, and he yeah, hasn't that was a very spoken. Short meeting. <laughs> you haven't. He hasn't spoken with you since. So I'm a little confused on that. What are you talking about? What did he? I don't know. I think it's a little continuity error. True. That's um, a good point. So then Sean listens to Jake, and he hears everything, and he's. He's kind of got some ideas working, and you can see that, but we're not privy to what's going on until they occur, which is one thing I really liked about this because it doesn't give anything away until it's supposed to. That is one thing I actually liked about this, and I think that's pretty smart storytelling in my opinion. Yeah. So then um, Jake informed Sean that the final rehearsal is tomorrow afternoon, and I think they have opening night the very next night after the final rehearsal. I believe that's right. I think so. And then Sean's like, I wouldn't miss it. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't miss it for the world. So um, he says, you know, by what he's telling him, because Jake kind of is pleading once again with Sean and telling him, Hey, I didn't know what I had in these herbs. All I know is that this guy that I'm working with, his name is Aaron and he's got these, he's got these, this herbal tea that he drinks. Oh, really? And he's like, well, he says, if this guy is who I think he is, uh, then, uh, you know, I wouldn't miss it. So he, he attends the final rehearsal, which is the very first time we see, uh, Sean at the, uh, He's kind of like off in the stage wing, I guess you could say. So after Sean attends the final rehearsal and he sees what's going on, he hears the words that are um, that are being said. Uh, He sees Aaron um, and he sees him throwing this magic bag uh, to 
to Jake and Jake repeating the words and taking a drink, he immediately, you know something's wrong because Sean's like, oh, my stars and gardens, I got to stop this. And he runs off to <laughs> off into the wings and he unties, you see him messing around with, you know, like the backstage rope and he unties something and one of the set pieces come crashing down and Jake almost gets, you know, killed right then and there uh which which would have brought this episode to a real quick ending um which i if i understand it correctly lexi you would have been okay with Uh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would i mean don't want to see old jake get yeah killed but rough (laughs) uh so then jake finds sean after you know because everybody's kind of split and running around here so jake ends up finding sean and sean tells jake uh to peek in the mirror at this point and he's just like he says you're becoming a changeling and he shows him the mirror and he's like ah! it's like the worst <laughs> home alone impression uh but yeah with pointed ears except he didn't slap his cheeks you know but now, is this the first time that they bring up changelings yes okay. uh to my memory yes i do and do they really explain to us what changelings are they do in a roundabout way okay because it's like okay he had to in the beginning had to explain what a pixie is and what a leprechaun is but then oh a changeling everybody's just supposed to know what a changeling is okay got it i agree i agree um and i see the view you're taking on this because you have to understand that this is a story being told by eric who is still sitting back at a campfire with his friends around and he's trying to tell this story. So he's telling it to his friends as well as to us. We can actually see a visual of the story unfolding as where his friends are only listening to Eric's words. So yes, right. I can, I can right. definitely understand where you're coming from. It'd be funny if a little sound bite came in. What's a changeling? <laughs> What's a changeling? <laughs> Who's Jake? <laughs> uh, so once he sees his ears, because they're now pointed, they're more, uh, I guess, elf-like, if I had to put a description on it. Um, so Sean informs him that he that each time he takes what Sean refers to as the oath, uh, he's becoming uh, more and more of a changeling. So Jake and Sean break into Aaron's change room, uh, where they discover a bit of a shrine or altar to jake um so it's at this point where they see this shrine and there's like hey there's a piece of my hair and oh my god is it that's my you know that's my driver's license or that's my picture (laughs) and you know i don't know he had a bunch of stuff there yeah he recognized all of his items yeah yeah exactly so he sees all this he's like what the hell is this what's this photo what's this perv doing man and so (laughs) but uh anyway uh, we get that, and then Sean, uh, he's like, you know, we see a toad here in the mid- midst of all this stuff. And this Sean is the one who explains to, uh, he's like, he said, that's, I think he, I'm not quite sure, but I can't remember if, this, if it's in this moment or not, uh, if he says that that is a changeling. I don't think he does yet. But long story short, there on the counter there is a number of type of like herbs uh, and, and he's searching around uh, 
for all these different type of herbs here, right? He's right. looking for one in particular. And so the one he's looking for now, at this point, they start to hear Aaron coming back to his change room. So they know that their time, their window is closing very rapidly. And Jake's edge, you know, egging Sean on. He's like, hey, come on, we got to hurry up. We got to go. We got to go. And he's like, he's like, ah, oh, where is it? Where is it? And he's trying to find it. And it's the one that's in the middle the entire freaking time. It's literally <laughs> staring you in the face. Not to mention it's the biggest bottle there. Um, right so there. It, anyway, he snags the bottle and, um, he he takes the bottle and they duck under the bed um and so you we <laughs> we we get we get some incredible visuals here yeah i mean you know it, it was it, it was reaching but it was reaching in the right direction <laughs> when, you're, when you're a kid watching this you know on a saturday night uh so we see him. He's he comes back in. You can hear him kind of mumbling and grumbling. Oh, that well, what am I going to do with these people? You know, he's all pissed off and everything. Uh, so anyway, when he gets back in, he you see him walk over to the bed. Oh, I'm sorry. The first place he goes is he goes to the mirror and removes his ears and nose, which <laughs> is creepy altogether. And so it we is. See, you, we see that he's got these pointed ears, a lot like what. Jake's ears are becoming legit. Um, yeah. Uh, so, ears. so then we, <laughs> so then we get the the scene where we see Sean and Jake are hiding under the bed, and we get the scene where Aaron, after he removes his uh, <laughs> most prominent facial features, he comes he comes over to the bed. Uh, wearing, I don't know what these things are. They look like, yeah, like flat leather booties or something. Um, but anyway, he takes his feet, he takes his feet out and they are just, they are hideous. They are gnarly. They are dying for some tough acting to acting. I'm telling you. (laughs) Um, and (laughs) they're like, you know, they make a face at each other. Like, Oh my God. (laughs) I'm going to throw up. In my mouth. Uh, and so he goes around to the opposite side of the bed, facing away from them. I think he's actually facing the whole little shrine he had set up for Jake. And he removes his robe about halfway down. And there we are treated to... Uh, <laughs> Back hair! <laughs> I would say... A lot of it. Like, we see that he is indeed... Um, He's got a Wookiee growing on his back. <laughs> He's a very hairy fellow. He is. Uh, if you don't know what a Wookiee is, it's Chewbacca from I, uh, Star yeah. Wars. Okay. Yeah. I knew. I figured you knew what it was, but I'm just yeah. saying for those at home. Um, and a leprechaun is, and a pixie is. <laughs> And a changeling. Uh, I don't know what a changeling is because they haven't really told us. Um, not yet. They give a good idea, I would say. Um let me see here. I'm consulting my notes. Um, <laughs> so the two. So after we see after we after we see Aaron, you know, remove his robe halfway, and we see the amount of hair that you know, you know, could be donated to Locke's love. Um, 
The two escape uh, out from under the bed, and Sean informs Jake that Aaron is, in fact, a banshee. (laughs) Once again, we're not really uh, let in on the fact of, what's a banshee? banshee. We we don't really know. Uh, uh, But we we are told that the banshee uh, wants to devour Jake's soul, and to do that, he has to make him into a changeling. Now, um, the way it's kind of put into the show is that Sean kind of tells Jake that each time he takes the oath, he's becoming more and more of an more and more of a changeling. Uh, so, with each time he does that, he's becoming more and more. Now, what ends up happening is that. Jake's human form will soon diminish, and what is left in his place is a uh, is a animal of some kind. And in this instance, apparently Aaron likes toads or frogs. Yes. So, um, so I guess it's not until he becomes a full blown changeling uh, in toad form. That he, as a banshee, can devour Jake's poor, precious little soul. And because it, Sean mentioned that he has to devour one human soul every seven years. Right. And it is coming up on the calendar. Yes. He has to get this done, PDQ. But I don't understand that. And the reason being is because we saw the toad. Oh, never mind. I just kind of linked all that together. So. Yeah, he puts the soul in the toad. Yeah. So I guess what I'm what I'm what I'm getting at is that the toad that we saw back at the shrine is the toad he's using to put Jake's soul in. I guess. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense. Okay, I was a little lost on that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. So um, then we jump to opening night, and we see. What, why do I have... Okay. Okay, yeah. Now I remember why I wrote this down. So, we go out and we see... The, I think it's probably... They're going into the final act. Okay, so the curtains... They're done with um, the previous act. The curtains drop. And all the... You know, everybody's clapping. Everybody's... Oh, and let's... Yeah. Everybody's <laughs> clapping. Everybody's, you know, happy with the, the performance. And so and then, did you notice that for a community play or whatever, that was a shit like, ton of people. Sold out show. Everybody was dressed to the nines. There was hey, look, that wearing is, a straight up prom dress. Men were wearing yes, tuxedos. There was, was two girls up front wearing prom dresses. One was yes. in a red dress. The other one was uh-huh. in a white dress. Yep. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling absolutely. you. Absolutely. And it looks like one of them. And they showed this couple more than once so i'm assuming it was jake's parents maybe <gasps> the dad looks like he just got back from his job on wall street is that the, um, the guy with the the comb over and the glasses and yeah, the bow tie uh-huh. yep that's what yeah, I, thought. I think that was jake's dad and <laughs> it might have just got through driving carpool i mean i think it was his parents and they were like what's a leprechaun <laughs> <laughs> um so the first thing I have wrote down here is okay. So it we're going into the final act of the play, and we 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 see Jake go back backstage to his change room, I guess, and he's looking for Sean, and Sean appears, and he's like, "Oh, I wouldn't have missed it for the world." And he comes, and he's like, first of all, we got to be fearless. Are you fearless, Jake?" And he was just like, 
And yes, more than I'm ever going to be. That's the spirit. <laughs> and I'm like, that is not the spirit. He just, <laughs> and he hands, this, hands him this vial with, I don't know what kind of spiders are in here, but there's two of them in there and they do look hideous. Don't and they do? They don't know what they're doing, what kind of spiders they are, but I would not want them in my mouth. And he's like, all right, first swallow these. And he's like, he's like, what? And he's like, fearless, Jake. And he was just like, okay, fearless. And he like turns it up and he's like, oh my God, fearless. And he only questions at one time. <laughs> if I had to eat two spiders, yeah. I would probably question it more than one. I would too, and I was like, uh, "I don't look. Are, are these poisonous? Are, are you trying to kill me?" And was like, He's really putting a Jake. lot of trust in Sean O. What's his name? Sean O. Sean O'Shaney. Sean O'Shaney. I already forgot his name. Um. So yeah, and then we see uh, Sean as he after he takes this, we see Sean reach into his little knapsack there, and he begins to sprinkle. I'm assuming magic dust. Uh, but he's sprinkling, he's saying these words, he's da, 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 and he's throwing the stuff all over the place. All it is is glitter, folks. Um, <laughs> right. So then it's at this point, he pulls something out of his bag, and he puts, we see that he puts something in the, um, in the water bag uh, that is going to be used in the show. So together, Sean and Jake, Never mind. I don't want to. I don't want to give away the spoiler. But let's do. Let's hold tight. Let's play a little catch up here. So now the one thing he does tell him, Sean does tell him. He says, "Okay, the first thing you got to do, you gotta you gotta catch his gaze, and you gotta keep his gaze." And he's like, "Whatever you do, don't look away from him." And uh, he says, "You kind of gotta beat him at your. You know, we'll beat him at his own game." But he never really says. He never really tells Jake how. Uh, yeah, what is just, the game? I know, right? What are we doing? What are we playing? Uh, tiddlywinks? We don't know. Um, so, but we're about to find out, and let's 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 dive into this. Uh, sorry, I'm trying to cue up this music, but YouTube wants to be a turd. <laughs> All right, here we go. Fairy ring does dance and sing. The mortal bloom, a dying thing. The fairy ring does dance and sing. The mortal bloom, a dying thing. Turn me now into spirit bright and leave behind the human plight. Turn me now into a spirit bright and leave behind the Cuban plight. Who have you been talking to, boy? <laughs> Who have you been talking to, boy? Yeah, that's where it kind of got interesting for me. Uh-huh. Um, uh, because now I will say this Aaron has been uh, not the most best actor, but whoever is playing Aaron, playing this banshee. That's what I wanted to see the entire. Oh yeah! Time. Oh, he's giving it all he has. Oh yeah, he's he's up and above and beyond because at this point you realize that shit's getting real. And, oh yeah, <laughs> and In so a hurry. so just to break that, what we've listened to so far. So like I said, uh, they're doing the oath again, and we so we see Aaron. Um, he toss he comes up and he he says the words and he encourages Jake to do the same. So Jake gets up and he says the same words and then he he says another 
line there, as you've heard, and then he throws the water bag to Jake. Now, every other time before this, Jake has drank from the water bag. He does not. And this kid's eyes are propped open with freaking staples <laughs> or toothpicks or something because he is wide-eyed as all get out. Mm -hmm. And he's just staring. His face. <laughs> he's just staring Aaron down. And he's just oh, like, he's, and he just thinks he's just like, hey, I got you, buddy. I got you. You know, and it's just he's, he's just not like that. <laughs> no. So he takes he once he catches the bag, he looks at it, he repeats the words and he throws it back to Aaron. And Aaron because we're in a live show at this point, Aaron's like, what's going on? You can see what that look doing? of like, what's happening? Uh, who changed up the script now? Uh, character. What's going on? <laughs> so then what Aaron, yeah, I know. So then Aaron take, says his next line and takes a drink. It's at this point we get the line, who you been talking to boy. And I <laughs> love that because it's like your enemy no shit is he knows what you're been up to oh, yeah. and uh we get the next scene which aaron actually takes the bag and throws the bag into the audience and what does jake do his eyes follow suit <gasps> and he knows immediately <laughs> oh, no. that they do oh no i lost his gaze <laughs> Oh no, I lost his gaze. That's exactly sorry. what he's sorry. And um anyway, let's listen to how the rest of this plays out. I lost his gaze. <laughs> You're not afraid, are you? No, no. I'm fearless. Do you guys see what I think? What is it? Did we miss this in rehearsal or something? What is this? You're all right. Help! Help somebody! This is really happening! You're made forevermore! Hello, Court. Or is it Aaron now? Shonoshimi. Well, you're too late this time. Court. Still up to your same old tricks. Because old tricks still work. Sean? <laughs> so you thought the little leprechaun would help you? <laughs> Leave me alone. <laughs> Did he just call him a lepra horn? <laughs> I could have sworn. I'm pretty I sure it's let, let, let's, 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 let's see. Let's see. Back that up right here. Sean? <laughs> so you thought the little lepra horn would help you? <laughs> did he, he did not? say lepra horn. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's finish this on out. Leave me alone. <laughs> Seven years I've waited, and now you're mine! No! <laughs> Alright, so for those of you playing catch up here, um, so once the bag is out into the audience, um, Jake looks back. Oh no, I lost his gaze. He looks back. 
and he sees that Aaron is no longer there. And he, when he turns around, he hears this voice coming from behind him. And Aaron has gone full-blown banshee at this point. All the oh, makeup's yeah. off. Uh, all the, you know, everything. I mean, he's just showing his true colors at this point. And, he I mean, shed he, all of his human prosthetics. He he's did. He's full-on banshee now. Absolutely. And he's now talking in this rather synthesized voice, and it's it's pretty outstanding, uh, which was why it was really kind of hard for me to make out the whole leprahorn thing the first leprahorn, time around. The little leprahorn. The leprahorn. Uh, so anyway, he, you know, uh, we see Sean. Sean comes to Jake's rescue, and uh, we we now get get the idea we're, we're kind of putting pieces together at this point where we understand that Sean knows Aaron but he refers to him as Gort of all yeah. the names I'm like is that like a legit banshee name Gort I've never he's like Gort or is it Aaron now yeah, or is something it like Aaron that now? So, they, so I mean it's established they've known each other they've yeah. run in the same circles this they've is not Gort. their first meeting they Not are, their first rodeo by any means. Yeah, they, they've they're they're longtime gunslingers. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> so it's about to get real western in here. Really, and so now we see Aaron or Gort. He 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 makes the comment about the the old tricks still work, and he shoots. I guess lightning or whatever. It doesn't really show anything coming out of his hands it's just that he points and something blows up with a puff of smoke and it's exactly where Aaron was uh, sitting in this prop tree on the stage and he falls down behind it and of course Jake is Aaron or no Sean yeah Sean where are you Sean Sean oh my god leave me alone sorry (laughs) sorry (laughs) oh gosh sorry and uh so Oh, now, I do have to say, like, okay, for community theater, if you were in the audience, this would be some awesome special effects. You see this guy, like, in a blink. Oh, absolutely. Turn from human-like to Banshee, you know, seemingly, yeah. like, right away. In um, front of your eyes. Exactly. That's some really good community theater special effects. No wonder they were all like, <gasps> <gasps> Not to mention that this is the point where Sean has now disappeared and Aaron has turned... Jake into a toad or a oh, yeah. and Jake changeling. Turns, I mean, yeah, so Jake he, turns into the toad. But this is where I'm confused because what's the point of the whole ritual if you could just make him into a toad, into a changeling? Because he hasn't followed through with the oath or has he? That was one of my biggest issues the first time around when I first watched this, uh, even as a kid, because they were like, oh, the changeling, the whole cycle is complete now, so on and so forth. Uh, but I don't understand. Why underst- couldn't he have done that before? Yeah, why couldn't he have done that before? Because it seems like every time they were trying to do the oath, for one reason or another, it always stopped. And it never got past that point because the first time around his voice changed the second time around his ears got pointed and uh Aaron interrupted I'm sorry Sean interrupted and now here it is the final time and it wasn't even done he didn't even do he didn't drink from the water bag True. so is the ritual really maybe that's why it was easier for Sean to bring him back which we find out here in just a moment maybe Continuity error number two, three? Possibility. But my next question is this. 
Aaron being the banshee, how did he, how in the hell did he expect to get away with this live on stage or just chalk it up to special effects? Because <laughs> he's a banshee. True. He, he was going to flee the scene and, you know, I guess go you're off right. into the night. I guess, I don't know. But, I mean, do you really have to put in that much? How much effort does it take to really make this kid a changeling? Your next seven-year meal. I mean, because you got to think, he's probably the one that had to, to spend the money to produce and write and direct this whole thing. That's a shit ton of money to be it able It is, yeah. I don't know. I Maybe don't know. Maybe he got public funds. <laughs> Maybe he did. I don't know. It's a non-profit. I don't know. It's a non-profit. All right. So, and now we're greeted with the fin- finale of this. Uh, so, at this point... Um, Jake is a toad, so he's a changeling, and we'll see how this plays out. <laughs> You're mine! Right, yard, Gort. He is yours. And this is mine! Me too! Indeed. But now it's mine. I've kept it all these years. Care to make a little trade? No. Yes. No. Yours be mine. And mine be no. yours. No. Absent friend. Distant place. Return, return to the human race. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he just didn't make that up. You free lad, you beat the banshee. You beat the banshee. Just go with it, Lucy. Yeah, Lucy, just don't worry about it. And so that's the end of the show, pretty much. Um, so that's the end of the tale of Jake and the Leprechaun. But like I said, more continuity error here. Um, because I feel like there's more to this story that we're not privy to. And the reason I say that is because Sean, to beat him, Sean pulled out from his bag um, what appeared to be a long brown root is what it looked like. Uh-huh. And that's when the Banshee Aaron turns around and says, my tail. Well, when oh, in the hell? Did, yeah. When did you when get a tail? It, yeah. When did you have a tail? Me tail. I forgot ah. about that. And I'm like, what do you mean? What do you mean? I mean, was this at a previous meeting or did he, did he take his tail sometime during this episode because we were yeah. not shown that. No, we weren't. And maybe that's why I had such trouble with this episode because it seemed like just weird things kept happening with the right. explanation. And I, it took me, I watched it, I think three times to try and get through it. Mm-hmm. And I watched some other people, I watched people on YouTube reviewing it. I listened yeah. to a podcast. I'm like, I still couldn't really get it through my head. What all was going on in this episode. It was a trip, but I, I yeah, agree. That was another continuity error. I'm like, when did the tale play into this? Yeah. Cause I don't remember that at all. I mean, so 
immediately I was thinking that maybe because we know that they know each other from past experience. Mm -hmm. So my question is, did he take his tail at a some time in the past? Possibly. And if I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. And he's been holding on to it for seven. Yeah, years. he's been holding on for this the whole time to try and figure out, you know, when can I use this? When yeah. is this going to play? Like, that? Why is the tail so important? Because here's the thing: when 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 Sean pulls out the tail. I think it's supposed to be like this big revelation for us as the viewer to like, oh my God, he's got his tail. But we haven't been told that he even had a tail up until yeah. now. Up until now, it's like, oh, my tail that we yeah, I'm like, was what? missing, didn't know he needed. Yeah. And, and so it's really weird. But here's another thing. And I'm assuming that when he made the deal, because Eric kind of Eric, the one who's telling the story of the Midnight Society, he kind of makes mention of about the the whole you could make any tra uh, trade with uh, a, you know, a leprechaun or, or a fairy, a, a pixie or whoever. Um, mm -hmm. No matter how bad the deal is for you, you can make a trade with them because you all you have to say is uh, yours be mine, mine be yours, whatever, and then you're done with it. But the yeah. problem I'm having with it is the fact that they they don't really I don't know it's kind of odd they just not it doesn't make any sense because no it doesn't <laughs> I might I thought that they would just trade okay you get your tail I'll give you the toad but on the same hand when this happens he blows up <laughs> yeah so yeah it's like okay there's no um there's no bargaining here it's right you know that's right it's done it's done for it is done and done. You're now a toad. You're now a toad. You're a changeling, and uh, I've got supper ready. Poof. So that's it. Um, but yeah, that that pretty much sums up the um, this this entire story. Everybody gets their life back. Uh, Sean, standing uh, ovation by the crowd. <laughs> absolutely. Standing ovation. Even though they haven't even heard about the banshee up until this point, just like sitting <laughs> there, like oh my it's god, like it's weird. So they're as blindsided as we are. They're like, oh my god, it's so good, <laughs> so good. So, Why didn't I mean, Lucy come out and take a bow? She could have taken all the credit for everything. Because she was furious just like we were. What? what? She's flipping through her What's paperwork the whole time. What's going like, on? What? Is this in the script? Is this a rewrite? Did we miss a rehearsal? What's a banshee? Yeah, exactly. So, and why when, does he have a tail? When did he get a tail? What is the tail? And she's like flipping through her paperwork the whole time trying to figure that out would what's be going me. on. You know. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it just kind of, it's kind of irritating. So anyway, I, I think it goes on to say that uh, Jake quit acting. Uh, Sean, I guess, went back to his nursery and Aaron was never seen again or yeah. Gort was never seen again. Yeah. Um, and it, it does say that Will-O-The-Wisp never played again. <laughs> yeah, uh, it was a one and done. Yeah, I think that was the whole uh, premise from the begin from the get-go. Open and closed the yeah. same night. And so, uh, yeah, he said, get up, boy, take a bow, you know. But, yeah, I think you might be right. I think the the two, um, the the I think it is his mom and dad. But once again, if that's information that we need as the viewer, we don't know it because it hasn't been given to us. Exactly. So, but anyway, I enjoyed this episode. That wasn't given to us. Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess 
in a way, it being a kid show, I guess they thought that us as kids were dumb enough to just, hey, look at the pretty lights, look at the colors. We yeah. know you're, you know, there's a kid in danger. It's scary stuff. We're going to put it on the screen and you're not going to, you're going to have trouble sleeping tonight. Cause, but at the same time, it was just so convoluted of a plot, too. It was. I'm 30, whatever. I had to watch it three times to even <laughs> try and understand what they were trying to present to us. Yeah. And as a kid, like, it's so convoluted. It goes down so many rabbit holes. Continuity errors out the wazoo. Um, I will say it's more fun to talk about the episode than it is to watch the episode. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I yeah. don't, it, it is what it is. Um, I do it was think, fun to watch yeah. you know, just because it's an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? And I love the show. And it's honestly, I watched it and I just kind of laughed. I'm like, this is horrible. <laughs> If I could have watched this, any of any, pick any episode, I don't care how bad or cheesy it is, pick any episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark, uh, give me either some s'mores flavored Pop-Tarts, uh, chocolate fudge Pop-Tarts, or Dunkaroos and an <gasps> Ecto Cooler. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> yeah. I, yeah. I want, I want an Ecto Cooler. I want an Ecto Cooler. I want all of the above. Yeah, that'd be nice. But I, I distinctively, I remember eating s'mores Pop-Tarts or the double chocolate fudge Pop-Tarts when I was a kid watching. Really? Yep, Saturday Night Live. Oh, Saturday Night Live. <laughs> <laughs> I, what I meant to say is Saturday Night Nickelodeon Snick. Yep, Snick. Uh, yep, and I really enjoyed watching that, and so I would just sit in there and, you know, by that time, my parents had already gone to bed, and uh, I would be in there <laughs> so alone. Really I'm like, yeah, I was trying to, you know, cope with what had happened the rest you of the night. to comfort yourself. Yeah. I was like, it'll be okay. I, um, I looked up the episode. It came out mm -hmm. uh, three days after I turned five. Wow. And at the time, uh, my mother did not allow me to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Thanks, Mom. But <laughs> I had a friend that a friend but she wasn't my favorite friend yeah. that sounds tacky to me but the only reason I would really go to her house is because we were allowed to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark over there and drink Diet Coke and That's I wasn't right. allowed to drink Diet Coke at home so my um, my memories of Are You Afraid of the Dark are uh, it's drinking Diet Coke <laughs> Diet Coke <laughs> and, and feeling, Are You Afraid of the Dark bad because I was watching Are You Afraid of the Dark and drinking Diet Coke I was such a rebel I was look like, Sometimes you got to go to your friend's house because they have stuff at their house that you don't have at yours. Like a trampoline? Or are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. Sure. But um, like I said, once again, I really hope this is not the last time that we can um, visit Are You Afraid of the Dark? Because I really love this show as a kid. Um, like I said, once I'm sure again. there are some other holiday episodes. Sorry to interrupt you. I'm sure no, there's some good. Other, like, holiday episodes seasonal episodes that we can definitely get into i really hope so i'm sure we can dive and find something there's one i'm actually trying to find and i can't find it on paramount plus and i don't know what the confusion with that is um if i can find it on youtube or somewhere else that would be great um but it's actually uh for halloween which is the tale of the midnight ride um and i can't find it um from what my understanding is is season three episode one it is not that episode on paramount so oh huh. <laughs> putting it out there so i guess some episodes are missing on paramount that's the way i'm understanding it but okay. it shows season three episode one on paramount as 
another episode. Yeah. So, but anyway, we'll we'll figure it out. (laughs) I would really love to watch that one because I don't recall watching that one at all. Um, But there are several of these that I, I, that I have not actually sat down and watched before. So it's, it's good to kind of go back and revisit the whole series. Oh yeah. So, and some of them you can remember more than others. Remember watching them as a kid and they stuck with you. Oh yeah. Even though again, they weren't necessarily syndicated very much or you didn't see them very much. Um, they stick in your head and someone watching again, it's like the nostalgia just, it's, yeah. it's crazy. But I love it. It's great. And, uh, these, of course, that there's a lot of these that do stick out in my head. Um, but when you combine them with, um, other shows such as Rugrats and ah, real monsters and yeah, um, Doug, yeah, Doug and, uh, salute your shorts and all those, man, th- those are great. I really do enjoy those as well. So it, you know, when we, when we look back on it, our childhood was not bad at all. So, but with that guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Once again, don't forget to call us on our haunted hotline, 704-666-3017. We want to hear from you. We would like to know what was your favorite are you afraid of the dark episode share it uh to our voicemail and you will share it here on the show so but until next time everyone i hope you all are taking care taking care of each other lexi you have anything you want to share stay sean o'shaney (laughs) and we will see you next time leprechaun okay bye bye